Jacob Marley was dead as a doornail. That's how the story begins. A Christmas Carol is a classic story about Ebenezer Scrooge. He's this miserable old man who believes Christmas is just an excuse for people to miss work and for lazy people to expect handouts. And he doesn't like or even believe in all the good cheer and charity that the season brings. And he sure makes sure that everyone knows it. Well, one Christmas Eve night while he's asleep, Scrooge is visited by the ghost of his former business partner, Jacob Marley. Now, Marley was a man who was even greedier and colder than Scrooge. And Marley warns Scrooge that if he continues to live so selfishly, he's going to spend eternity wearing the chains that his greed has earned him. And then throughout the night, three spirits visit Scrooge. You know the story. It's the ghost of Christmas past, the ghost of Christmas present, and the ghost of Christmas yet to come. And they show Scrooge the man he used to be and the hard truth of what the world is like today and who he's become. And then they show him the bleak picture of his future life if he refuses to change his ways. Now, the good news of this story is that Scrooge awakens on Christmas morning. He's a new man. He becomes jolly and charitable and generous, and he's transformed into the man he promised the ghosts he would become. And he carries the spirit of Christmas with him from that day forward. So it's really a story of redemption. And this story has a lot in common with the story of the first Christmas when Jesus was born into the world. He came to redeem us and to awaken us to the realities of life without God and what the future of that kind of life would hold. And he came to offer us hope for a better way. You see, Jesus came to make it possible for us to experience lasting change and a new beginning. Well, how does he do that? First of all, Jesus came to help us get past our past. In the movie, The Ghost of Christmas Past shows Scrooge, his old boarding school where he was uh, deserted by his family and friends. And he's shown the day when he chose to pursue his career and money and left his fiance behind. And then finally, he's shown the day when she marries somebody else and she finds true happiness, but he's just really lonely and he feels a lot of pain. And it was his past circumstances and mistakes that he realizes had come to shape and mold him into the man that he's become in the present. And as he looked back, he was just filled with so much regret. Now, every one of us has a past, just like Scrooge. And most of us would say that there are parts of our past that are now joyful memories, but there are also memories that are painful for one reason or another. And the things in our past have shaped us and molded us into the people that we are today, good or bad. And so as you look back over your life, there are definitely going to be things that will come to mind that you'd say, man, if I could turn back time, I would do that differently. And maybe you, maybe you blew up at your kids. Maybe you ruined a relationship. Maybe you made one bad decision that led you into an addiction that you just can't shake. Maybe you'd go back to college and change your major, pick a different career path. I don't know what it would be. Maybe it's something so painful or so sinful or so wrong that it hurts to even think about. Well, I want you to know that Jesus knows your past and he knows every up and down, every twist and turn. He knows every mistake and every sin. And he's aware of every single skeleton that's in your closet. And in Matthew chapter one, the angel of the Lord appears to Joseph and he tells him not to be afraid. Well, what does that have to do with this? And why would Joseph be afraid? Well, he's afraid because he's engaged to this girl named Mary. And, and he just found out that she's pregnant, but they're not married yet. And he's worried about how to navigate that, how to handle that. He knows this baby's not his, but this angel had some really good news. In verses 20 and 21, the angel tells Joseph, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what's conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. 
and she'll give birth to a son and you're to give him the name Jesus because he will save people from their sin. The good news is that he was born into this world to offer us forgiveness and healing for the things that are in the rearview mirror so that we can move forward by beginning a new journey with him. Because Jesus came to give us that hope, it's possible to get past our past. But that's not all Jesus came to do. He also came to help us deal with the problem of our present. Seeing the movie The Ghost of Christmas Present offers Scrooge a different perspective on what he's become. Again, he's just this miserable old man. He's in love with money, and he treats the people around him as if they're just really less than human. And he cared for himself and no one else. And because of that, his present life was one of misery, not only for himself, but for everybody around him. He just made people miserable. And specifically, the family of this little boy named Tiny Tim, who was sick and in need of some care that his family just couldn't afford because his dad worked for Scrooge and Scrooge was just such this miserable, selfish man, really bad boss. And Scrooge's only purpose was selfish gain at the expense of others. Now, sadly, I mean, many of you know this, this is often true of our world today. Many people in our culture are gripped by self-indulgence and a me-first attitude. And, And this is just one example of the problems that we face in the present. And while Christmas is a celebration of joy and peace and comfort, for many people, it's also an incredibly lonely and painful time of year. And life's not easy. And that truth is often magnified during the holidays. But there's good news. There's good news. You see, Jesus came to set us free from the problems we face in our present lives. He came to give us the opportunity to not only deal with our past sins, which hinder us in the present, but to offer us mercy that scripture describes as new every morning, not just yesterday and not just tomorrow, but today. You see, Jesus has the power to radically transform your life. And and it doesn't mean someday far off in the future, but it means right now. Second Corinthians says, anyone who believes in Jesus is a new creation, that the old is gone and the new has come. And the best news of Christmas is that God is with us. You see, later in, in Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, we read, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Right now, today, God is with you. And it's not a promise that he will be eventually. It's not a promise that one day you can go to be with him. It's a promise that he's with you in this very moment. And that powerful truth is life-changing because it means you have the opportunity to experience a better life with Jesus right now by his power. So Jesus came to help us get past our past and he came to deal with the problems of our present but he also came to offer us, this is, this is so awesome, he came to offer us the promise of a future. Now let's go back to the movie one more time. The third ghost that visits Scrooge is the ghost of Christmas yet to come. This was the scariest, most fearsome spirit yet. He's a really creepy ghost. He's totally hidden in this black robe and hood. He looks like the Grim Reaper. And the only part of the ghost that you ever see is just this bony, shriveled up hand that he uses to point at things, you know, as he shows Scrooge a picture of what's in store for him in the future. He shows Scrooge a scene of three men laughing about a recent death, and they make this comment that it's going to be a cheap funeral, and they only go if lunch is going to be provided. And then Scrooge has shown the same dead person's belongings being stolen and sold off to like a pawn shop. And he pleads with the ghost to see some tenderness connected with this death, just some tenderness on this night. And so the ghost takes him to Tiny Tim's home where his family is mourning his passing. 
And then finally, Scrooge is taken to a long forgotten graveyard where he realizes that the dead man that the others were laughing about was no one but himself. And his blood runs cold as he stares at his own tombstone. And in this kind of epiphany moment of self-realization, he says to the ghost, and this is really profound, he says, before I draw nearer to that stone to which you point, answer me this one question. He says, are, are these the shadows of the things that will be? Or are these the shadows of things that may be only? And then he goes on and he says, men's courses will foreshadow certain ends to which if persevered in, they must lead. But if the courses be departed from, the ends will change. Say it so. He's begging with this ghost. If I change my ways, can't my future look different than what you're showing me, right? In this moment, Scrooge understands that the changes that the visits of these three ghosts are urging him to make in his life are not only critical, but they're urgent. And he connects the dots. And as he realizes that all is not lost and there's still time to change, there's time to make amends, there's hope for a better future. He shouts out, I am not the man I was. I'll be the man. I will not be the man that I have been. And Jesus gives us the same opportunities. That's what's so great about Christmas. You see, before Jesus, hope for a better future was bleak and uncertain and seemingly out of reach. And without Jesus, that same hope for a better future is just unattainable. But in Matthew chapter 10, Jesus told us that he came to offer us life to the full. In other words, we have no idea how good life can be until we start living out an adventure with him. And because he's with you today, you can begin that journey right away. And that's what we celebrate on Christmas morning. That's what you're celebrating as you're watching this worship service. One of our mantras here at First Christian Church, and we say this all the time, is that we believe that because of Jesus, the best is yet to come. We believe that even the greatest things that we have in mind for the future, even our biggest hopes, our brightest dreams, and they don't even compare to what Jesus has in mind for each of us and what he had in mind long before we came to be. So let me ask you this question. Today on Christmas morning, as you reflect on the birth of Jesus and as you consider how his life changes your life, what future will you choose? You see, Jesus came to help you get past your past, and he came to help you deal with the problems in your present, and he came to offer you the promise of a future that's beyond your wildest imagination. And it began on that first Christmas day when God came into the world as a little baby, and he left heaven's throne behind, and he came to live and to walk with us, and he came to die for us, and he came to defeat sin and then defeat death by raising from the dead. And ultimately, he came to welcome us to experience new life and new beginnings in him. And so, guys, my prayer for you this Christmas is that you'll find peace and joy in the truth that Jesus is with you and he's for you. And I pray that you'll find hope in the words of Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, that says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that's at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Guys, Merry Christmas. The best is truly yet to come.